Well, hello, Latoya. Hello. And happy March. We are right in the middle of the month. Yes. Did you know that there were five weeks in this month? I did. Yes. <laughs> That's why we have an extra podcast that is happening this month. So you're welcome, listeners. Yes. <laughs> Just a little extra. A little extra episode this yes. month. Super, super excited. And I am so pumped so geeked if you will about today's episode because this is one of my favorite things i think it's one of your favorite things too yes but i'm even learning new tips from you and i love it (laughs) so welcome to spring cleaning yes it's spring yes it's spring it is time to clean and declutter and get all kinds of stuff out and especially when we're talking about homeschooling and introducing and teaching our homeschool kids on how to do these things. Um, This is a great time for learning too. This is excellent for science, for home ec, um, all of those different things. It's a great way to put this into your curriculum. Yes, and it's also just a great age to, uh, a great time to advance your children in their part of the community at the home. Absolutely. And to even talk about um, how cleaning and organization and things like that affect our environment and our society, us as a country and as a world. Yes. It is so, so important. Um, And March is National Spring Cleaning Month. Yes. I'm so, so, so excited about it. So, you know, we just got a few things to kind of talk to you about today. But first, we would be remiss if we didn't introduce ourselves. My name is Dr. L.T. Latham Riley. And I'm Latoya Bronson. And we are the R&B Homeschoolers. Um, So it's so funny. uh, Elsa has started learning how to cook. Yes. And now she all, she always had some basic cleaning skills because, uh, as I've stated many times, um, Elsa started Montessori at 10 months and Montessori taught them, honey, at 10 months. And it was so funny when they told me, they were like, oh no, she'll wash her own dishes. I was like, wait, hold on. What you mean? She going to wash dishes at 10 months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were like, simply what we do is we give them their cup or their little plate that um, that they use and there's a bucket of water and we have them simply dip and rinse in the bucket of water and then put the cup over in the drying rack. Mm-hmm. And that's like intro to Washing. dishwashing. It's like yes. dishwashing 101. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they would give them a wet paper towel to wipe their little placemat. And then they had cubbies for where certain things went. So this is where your placemat goes after you're done. And this is where the cups go. And this is where the spoons go and so on and so forth. So they had already begun teaching them uh, self-sufficient cleaning and organization ways uh, and skills from less than a year old. Yes, I think it's important to start them early. Yes, ma'am. It definitely is. Because then they just learn that it's a part of life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that you work and you function better when you have things that are clean and organized. Absolutely. And just the mental health perspective of all of that. Absolutely. I know when my room is junky, I know exactly where I'm at. (laughs) I know when my house, you can eat off the floor, I know exactly where I'm at. Mm -hmm. But most of all, I think it's my bedroom that... If I'm in a little scattered, mm-hmm. you'll see a little things all over the place. But normally, I'm quite neat and tidy. Yes, and you so are. so I'm like, okay, I need to 
grasp that. And it's something we can teach our children about just even their moods. I find that when my space is cluttered, that I am nowhere near as efficient. Yes. It is very difficult for me to get started when my space is cluttered. Um, The other thing is I find (laughs) that I get irritated really quickly (laughs) when the space around me is not clean. It's like, (laughs) you know how Snow White always sang to the birds? Mm Well, when my space is clean, I'm like, la, la, la. Yes. And and I'm Snow White. And when my space is cluttered, honey, I am the evil queen. <laughs> and I'm like, who left this blanket Listen. over here? Who did? <laughs> Listen, now I'm the chief over here. <laughs> and it's so funny because everybody in the house knows who's, uh-oh. It's time to do what we didn't do. Time to clean up. Girl, my husband cleaned the microwave the other day without asking because I was in such a bad mood. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, you know, we all, and, and figuring that out. Absolutely. Um, here's something that's been going on also. Back in October, we had done so many things. Like we had done, uh, my husband's birthday's in October. So we were doing, we made some special desserts for him. And there were just a lot of arts and crafts and different things that were happening in October. And since October, and so that's a long time, you know, December, <laughs> January, here it is, you know, February, March. We have not worked in the schoolroom. Okay. Because the schoolroom got out of hand in October. It happens. And every time I look at it, I'm like, "Mm -mm, I'm not going over there. (laughs) We have resorted to going to the library, going to Panera, anywhere but the school. (laughs) So that's on the top of your spring cleaning list. It is on the top of our spring cleaning list to go through and to get everything done. And I've looked in the schoolroom also, and uh, has this happened to you? Have you looked over in your curriculum and you're like, oh my God, we didn't even use this. And this was supposed to be for two grades ago. Absolutely. Games and all. Yes. So now I've nicely packed them in one box. Right. Because they will be sold. So let's talk about some different ways. So here's, here's one thing. When you recognize in your homeschooling that you've got something that you just haven't used... Um, don't beat yourself up, okay? Mm-hmm. And don't try to go backwards. Absolutely. There's no need to do that. Um, if you got some first grade curriculum that you bought and here you are getting ready to go into fourth grade, um, talking about myself, and <laughs> and you recognize, okay, we didn't do it, don't turn around and be like, well, you know what? We'll just do it in the summer as a refresh. No, that's going to get on your baby's nerves and it's, it's not going to be a good time for anybody involved. So go through. So here's tip number one for spring cleaning our home homeschool area and, and items. Get a box <clears throat> for donation and resell mm-hmm. uh, and trade, if you will. And just start saying, hey, I either am going to trade this, donate this, gift this or sell this and start putting all of those things in either a box or a container or a bag or whatever you have. Yes. But go through and put all of those things in, whether it's curriculum, mm-hmm. whether it's okay. So can I say this? My daughter does not like crayons. Okay. That's fine. I'm not, I, I don't like that. Do you know how many crayons I bought? 
Oh, so now she's on a color pencil? She only likes, and she's never really been a fan of them, even when she was younger. Okay. But I was like, but we have to have crayons. My kid doesn't like crayons. Mm-hmm. Mine. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> at this point, um, I recognize that. So when I say go through everything, I don't just mean your curriculum. I mean maybe notebooks that didn't work. Yes, your supplies. Yes. I even had a, you remember the triple lined notebook paper that comes in a bind that you like your kids learn the hat, hat buckle. Um, you mean like the like kindergarten, yes. first grade? Yes. Yeah, the one that has the thing across the top. Yes. Uh huh. With yes. the red dotted line. Yes, with the red dotted line and sometimes blue. Yes. Yeah, gotcha. I had some of those. My child is in the sixth grade. And you still have those. So I have nicely put them in that box because that, right. somebody can use that. Somebody else can use those. Mm-hmm. And so that's tip number one. So for spring cleaning for your homeschool, tip number one, go through everything in your homeschool and determine whether you are keeping it or getting rid of it. That's the first level. Are you keeping it or getting rid of it? You can figure out later how you're going to get rid of it once you separate those two. Yes. So this is what we're keeping. This is what we're getting rid of. Yes. Then take the what I'm getting rid of and then separate that into what am I gifting? Yes. What am I selling? What am I donating? Um, what else can we do besides gift, donate, sell? That's pretty Trade. Good. Trade. Trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, or what am I trading? And um, so now have you heard of these like trade events? I've had, I have uh, know some in my community that has happened but I've never been a part of it I haven't been a part of one either but I'm hearing that there are these trade events that are happening in communities and I'm thinking you might be able just to probably like go on Facebook and look around or even uh, maybe see if there if you've got a community calendar or mm-hmm. something like that and see about that um, and this is the time of the year that they normally happen because parents are looking for that next curriculum mm-hmm. they're also wanting to get rid of their old curriculum. So this is the part of the year where you really want to keep your eye out for these things in your community. And, you know, just being able to focus on what really is important at this point, you know, we're both going into our fifth year of homeschooling and we, I know, right. And glazed over that. (laughs) (laughs) Five years ago, you wouldn't have told me that I would be here today. Um, But at this point, we've kind of gotten to the place where we've honed in on what works for us and what doesn't. And so now it's like, okay, I had all of these, you know, five ways to do math. And I figured out that, you know, my daughter works with two of those. So those other three, we just need to go ahead and move on from. And by doing that, you bring your focus in and it's much easier to stay organized Mm -hmm. when you're not distracted by so much extra stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that would be tip one. So tip two on spring cleaning is definitely going to be um, organizational pieces. Absolutely. As you know me. Yes. If I could have a chalkboard, have magnetized, have refrigerator, Mm -hmm. that would be my refrigerator. Because as you see, Mm -hmm. I have what? to-do list, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> mail plan, mm-hmm. and the earn reward chart, mm-hmm. 
all on the refrigerator. Yes. And the homeschooling activities, taekwondo schedule, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is my board. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the printouts for getting organized. Yeah, printouts really do help you. Um, now let me ask you this: your printouts, do you laminate them or do you use uh, reusable laminating pouches? I like to laminate them. Okay. Because I'm also the girl who likes to feel accomplished in something, mm-hmm. and I do like to see those check marks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and you know that's the other thing, kind of determining um, what it is that y- y- what your personality is as a homeschooler. Mm-hmm is also going to help you a lot of times if you look through your homeschooling curriculum and your homeschooling area whatever that is for you you find that there's a lot of personalities because you have picked up some things because you looked at this homeschooler and you took some of that you looked at that homeschooler you took some of that and you did these things to help to develop who you are but then there are remnants of other homeschooling styles that didn't fit for you but you still got those in there and you need to get rid of those yes yeah um I also find that, uh, so tip number three is to make sure that it is, and I'm going to preface this, your child's maturity level appropriate. Absolutely. I don't want to use the term age level appropriate because different kids have different interests and maturity levels at different ages and stages of their life. So, for example, you have some kids that are still very interested in... Okay, I'm just going to use my daughter for an example. Okay. Um, Some girls still play with their American Girl dolls until they're 12 or 13 years old. And I want them to. Absolutely. Well, this one over here (laughs) will just be 10 at the end of the year. And she no longer plays with those in the same way. Okay. She's now become more artistically driven. And it's not that she is too old for the dolls Mm -hmm. per se. It's that her level of maturity in a particular area is no longer where it was for dolls. Yes. So I said all that to say this, when you are decorating your schoolroom, when you are choosing things, including curriculum, um, but even like your wall posters and things like that, um, make sure that they are appropriate for the maturity level of your child. Here's the thing. Just because your child is excellent at math doesn't mean that they're excellent at grammar. Mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, your math poster that's on your wall is calculus <laughs> set up for a collegiate level student because that's where your child is. But maybe your grandma poster, you know, came from the educational section at Lakeshore Learning Store, Mm -hmm. you know, from the fourth or fifth grade level. Yes. Because you want to make sure that your child will still connect with that. So going through and looking at these things and saying, because, you know, we're still very early in our Spanish. Mm -hmm. So our Spanish posters are still what we would consider to be second grade level, even though she's in the third grade. Mm -hmm. But our math is third grade level, but our grammar is fifth grade level. 
Yeah. So our grammar posters are at a higher level and our math posters are at her current level or on level, but our Spanish posters are on more of an elementary level. Yes, and that is the beauty of homeschooling. Absolutely. Like you don't have to just choose one thing and ride with it for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. You can personalize, okay, what level do I need for my child? Mm-hmm. And hey, if not, tweak it. It doesn't take a whole year to tweak it. You right. can tweak it immediately. Right. So. We also have some posters that she just doesn't use anymore. And here's another thing. So here's tip number four. Um, Find some storage things that work for you. Yes. So if you have a lot of posters and you don't want to get rid of them, but maybe you're not using them right now and you know that you'll use them in the future, get one of those big uh, tubes that architects use to put their uh, plans and blueprints in and just put your posters in there. Roll them up, put them in there and put them away so that you have them so you're not rebuying them, but also so they're out of the way since you're not using them right now. Yes. Um, We used to do a lot of solar studies Mm -hmm. and we just aren't doing as many solar studies right now because she's into cooking and things. So our science is a little different right now. Doesn't mean we're not going to come back to it because as she gets into middle school, we will because we'll be studying it at a more mature level. And guess who's not going to go back out and spend the money? I'm not, and you're not either. (laughs) (laughs) Not in this season, we will be resourceful. That is correct. So some of the spring cleaning is about putting things away that simply need to be put away until you need to use them in the future. Yes. So separating and going through those things. So that's another uh, tip for getting clean and organized. Um, Another tip. So what's this tip number five? Yeah. All right. Tip number five for spring cleaning. Please, I beseech you, please, 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 please (laughs) do your best to get non-toxic cleaning products for your children to use. Absolutely. Because in empowering them to own their community, which is their home, you want to give them things that you don't have to worry about causing poison, calling poison control mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're using it. Yes. And so clean and green. Mm-hmm. And you are the queen of that. So tell us about it. Oh, okay. hold on. Before, yeah. I, before I let you talk to right. me about it, um, you, we went to the Orange Orchard. Yes. And, well, we went citrus picking. Citrus picking, yes. Yes. And so you told me to save all my pills. Yes. I put it in my old kombucha bottle. Okay. With some vinegar. Yes. So I can't wait to smell that very, very soon. Yes. And it takes about six weeks. Okay. Um, especially if you're just using a white vinegar and you're not trying to, you know, chemicalize it or push it along anyway. So it takes about six weeks to really get to leach all of those volatile oils out of the peels and into the vinegar, but it becomes a cleaning vinegar. Yeah. Um, there are so many things that you can make very simply, but here's the thing. And and I'm going to say this, all you need is white vinegar, baking soda. Honestly, that's all you need is white vinegar and baking soda. Listen, and that in the kitchen? Yes. And in the shower? Yes. 
Honestly, that's all you need. Now, if you want to add a few more things, I would say get citrus-based essential oils. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because they remove sticky the stickiness. Yeah. All right. So if you spilled something sugary or sticky anywhere on your counter, or if you're trying to get sticky labels off of glass containers, because I know we are all reducing, reusing and recycling and upcycling, if you will. Um, so those things, plus they make your house smell really good Mm -hmm. and they're great things to add there. So doing, making the citrus vinegar, orange peel vinegar, lemon peel vinegar, lime peel vinegar, grapefruit peel vinegar, um, those things actually will add the same properties as essential oils to the vinegar. So it enhances the vinegar like that. Um, so that would be the third thing. So white vinegar, baking soda. Uh, If you want to enhance your cleaning kit, your natural cleaning kit, then I would add uh, a citrus-based essential oil. If you have some issues with stains, then my favorite, favorite, favorite thing, honey, is peroxide. Yes. Okay? Yes. In the brown bottle. Yes. It's cheap. (laughs) Just go ahead and get some of that. And then the final thing, if you need to do scrubbing and things like that, if you've got, um, you know, if you just are like, I need soap. I just need soap. Yeah. All right, fine. Then get a Castile. Yes. That's it. Those five things. Yes. That is all you need. That is not just a cleaning kit. That's an enhanced cleaning kit. And with those five things, you can clean anything and all of those five things are safe for your kids to work with and you can create from your window cleaner to your counter wiper to your floor cleaner to your bug spray to your dishwashing liquid um i mean you can create laundry laundry detergent now there's a few more things i would add to the laundry detergent but Even with that, that's just your basic, basic, and that'll take care of everything. Yes, and since my kid takes my shards, I just love throwing a little bit of baking soda Uh in the washer Uh and letting them babies wash. (laughs) So here's a great thing that I love to tell people about, all right? Go over to Dollar Tree, or if you already have one, Get one of those old-fashioned sugar containers that has the holes in the top. Mm-hmm. The shaker mm-hmm. sugar container. Get yourself one of those. I know Dollar Tree carries them for, a, well, now a buck twenty-five. But anyway, um, get you one of those or something like it. All right. Fill it up with baking soda and put forty drops of your favorite essential oil in there and mix it up. Shake it up really well. When you take off your shoes. When you take off your clothes, sprinkle a little bit on it and put it in your dirty clothes. That's it. Those odors and things go away. It leaches all of that stinky. So you know how, especially if you've got kids, whether they be boys or girls, and especially if your kids go outside or they play in um, different activities, because honey, Elsa's Taekwondo uniform sometimes. Listen. I'm like good old gym clothes. Oh, and her socks, <laughs> dear God! I'm like you're a girl. Your little toes are not supposed to be that sour. Um, so what I do is I just say when you take those socks off, I need you to sprinkle them with a little bit of powder, and I just leave it right in the laundry room. And you don't need much. Yeah. Sprinkle them with a little bit of powder. Put them in the dirty clothes basket. Basket. Your laundry room won't smell like. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't even want to say, but it won't smell bad. It will take all of that. And then it's kind of like a pre-deodorizer so that when you put them in the washing machine, um, it's already there and it will just enhance how your laundry works. <laughs> but this is also uh, helping your kids to clean up and keep things clean. Also, get your kids... Um, Tip number six, get your kids cleaning supplies that are the appropriate size for their hands. Mm-hmm. There's nothing worse. Have you ever tried to use a push broom? Yes. It's not easy. Not even for an adult. Because it's huge. Mm-hmm. It's it's oversized and it's oversized on purpose. Mm-hmm. But imagine you're a small child and you're trying to use a regular size broom. And it's hitting you in your head. <laughs> right. <laughs> So get appropriate sized cleaning uh, accessories and tools for your kids. And also with that, teach your kids that, so if you are losing socks, I need you to get a basket for all of the mismatched socks. The lost lost socks. And what we're going to do with these lost socks is we're going to use them for dusting. Or these day and age, we're just going to wear them because well yeah you can wear midnight socks but in it but like the ones that are too small yeah if they're too small and they don't have a match then what you're going to do is you're going to use them for dusting it's one of the easiest ways you put that sock on your hand mm-hmm. and guess what it cleans your blinds yeah and all of those things and fans, then fans um baseboards oh, yes Absolutely. And then crevices. Yes. The sock hand takes care of crevices. Absolutely wonderful way to clean. And especially for small hands, it's something much better and much easier for them to be able to utilize. Also, don't throw away those holy t-shirts or holy jeans or any of those things. Cut those and turn those into cleaning cloths. Let's use these textiles to help us do things. And this is also teaching our children how to make sure we maintain our community, our state, our country, and our world. Yes. So uh, that's it for my spring cleaning tips for this. I mean, I could go on and on and on, y'all. Yes. (laughs) And I'm going to say, because I love a good printout. Yes. So if you need help with, okay, where do I start? Mm -hmm. Number one, you don't have to do it in a day. Right. Just do a printout. It'll most likely do it in zones. I love a good zone cleaning. Oh, yes. It makes me feel like I have accomplished anything. And I had to release the thought that if I don't clean it at all at the same time, then it's not clean. And I had to be okay with, okay, I'm cleaning this zone today. Yes. And it doesn't have to all be cleaned at one time to be cleaned. That's an excellent tip. So, zone cleaning moms. Yes. Is phenomenal. Yes. Most of the time you can... Get it done before your kids even wake. Mm-hmm. Even for early rises, mm-hmm. it's only going to take you 30 to 45 minutes to get that zone done. Um, speaking of zone cleaning, I was watching a clean with me. Okay. And, and isn't this crazy that in this day and time, we will actually sit and watch other people clean their houses? Listen, and don't they, look, make, it, don't they make it look so easy? They do. <laughs> they do. But it gets you in the mood to clean. Yes. So I was watching this one lady, and she has, listen to this, she has six kids. Mm-hmm. She has an eight-bedroom house. Father. Okay. And they are minimalists. Oh, okay. So they don't believe in spending money unduly. Yes. So like hiring a housekeeper, mm-hmm. they're just not going to do. Okay. But she also says taking care of six kids, being a wife, 
being a mom, homeschooling, so on and so forth. She also doesn't have time to spend hours and hours and hours cleaning. So she zone cleans, like you said, but she also puts a time limit on every zone. That's smart. She says, I give, you know, 30 minutes to this this zone, 45 minutes to Mm -hmm. this zone, an hour to doing laundry, and she sets the timer on her phone so Mm -hmm. that she doesn't overgo it. Mm -hmm. And that's, and she creates a cleaning schedule in that way saying on Tuesday, I'm going to do this zone, this zone, and this zone. I'm going to spend this much in this time in there because every zone isn't as dirty as every zone. And so it doesn't require a one hour cleaning every week. And then when you do zone cleaning, when it comes to those seasonal cleaning, yes, it makes it much easier because you've hit the crevices, the glasses, the windows, the seals every week. Yes, absolutely. And it makes it so that it's a rotational type cleaning and it's not overwhelming. Absolutely. Um, I am doing our garage. Okay. And I am not one of those people to be like, this weekend I'm going to tackle the garage. No. (laughs) I give the garage two hours on Sunday. Okay. And that's what I've been doing. And eventually it will all be It's going to all be done. And every week I get to see progress. Yes. Here's the other thing. Every week as I see progress, I start to get ideas on what to do next. So it's not this huge task, this huge plan of things that I have to do. I'm doing it as I go. Yes. And so every other week or so, I sit down and I say, oh, now I need to get another storage set of um, shelves. Um, I need to get rid of this box. I need to go through da da da. And I'm able to plan what I'm going to do next so that when that Sunday comes around the corner, I know exactly what I'm going to do for my two hours. And I'm not just standing there in my garage with my hands on my hips, exhaling. Listen, <laughs> talking about where are we starting? Where are we starting? <laughs> So I would say that that's our, that the last tip uh, for spring cleaning is to plan it out. Absolutely. You know, and spring cleaning is not about every year trying to get the whole house done. You know, if, if you can't get the whole house done, please don't beat yourself up. Don't no. do that. And listen, employ your kids or your girlfriends that if this is their will well and this is where they operate, maybe you have a girlfriend who really likes to organize. You know, bring them along for the journey. Sometimes we all need help. Yes. So if it's a cleaner. Yes. If it's a girlfriend. If it's one of the gifts of your children or your spouse. That's right. Really, really dig into that. Really dig into that. If you guys hear uh, some noise in the background, speaking of spring cleaning, uh, the lawn people have just showed up. (laughs) Yes. So they're doing their version of spring cleaning right now by spring cleaning all these weeds and stuff out of the way. So, all right. So before we go, let's go over our uh, affirmations and our health bite and what we're reading. And then we even have a book suggestion uh, that we're going to start doing. Um, So we've got a book that we want to just suggest and tell you that we like. And actually, LaToya is going to be doing that because she's got so many of them. Um, And she's already pulled out three of them. So she's going to tell you about one of them today. Um, So my affirmation for our kids is I love making new friends. Okay. Let me tell you, my daughter is the best friend maker. And there are some kids out there that have difficulty making friends. Sometimes these kids will be like, well, I don't make friends well. And when you tell that to yourself, that self-talk. 
that will make you believe that that's something that you cannot do. So now say, I love making new friends. So anytime you hear your kids saying anything that's derogatory of, I love making new friends, tell them, hey, no, let's change that narrative and say, I love making new friends. Mm -hmm. And the more you say it, you will find it's easier and you will find you enjoy it. Yes. So that's my affirmation for uh, for the kids. I think my affirmation for parents because it's spring cleaning. So I would say challenges are an opportunity for growth. Yes, they are, honey. So it's like most of the time during this time of year, we're kind of like, oh, when is our break? Our next break. Although we're just coming off a of spring break. <laughs> when when are we done? Right, time. right, right. And so it can be a little bit challenging kind of jumping right back into that routine coming off of a break. Yes. And so... You know, maybe you're having a challenge this week and that's fine. It's just a new way to expand um, what you know and how you're doing things. And it's an opportunity for you to grow. So the affirmation is challenges are an opportunity for growth. Wonderful. Um, So the health bite is actually something that I'm going to talk about in three segments for the last three episodes of the month. So the first thing I want to uh, do for our health bite is to talk about lunches and snacks. Yes. Um, Let me tell you, with the different families that I work with and when I'm doing nutrition, I find that parents don't understand how much sugar and how many processed foods their kids are actually consuming. Um, There's all of these lunches and snacks out there that you can pre-buy and they are so processed and they are full of so much sugar It is ridiculous. So the first thing that I want you to do is I want you to start to prepare your own lunches and snacks. Ooh, LT, I ain't got time for that. Trust me, you do. And let's start getting our kids involved in that. Elsa did her own version of Lunchable last night. And honey, when I tell you it was a money saver, um, it also made sure that everything that was in that, her version of a Lunchable was exactly what she wanted, but it was still very similar to what Lunchables are. So the health bite for this episode is make sure that you are keeping an eye on lunches and snacks. And the best way to do that is for you to do it yourself and to teach your children those skills. Yes. And we're going to dig deeper into (laughs) how to do it yourself in the next episode. Yes. So the self-care tip is all about sleep. Oh, honey. Recently, I was just having this discussion. As you know, I launched a business one month ago. Oh, congratulations. one month. So um, most people are not getting adequate sleep. No, they're not getting adequate sleep. And so therefore, their body's not repairing itself. Right. They have lack of concentration and productivity. Yes. And so parents, I encourage you. I know you're busy. I know you have a million and one things you want to do. After some time, we put these kiddos to bed. Mm-hmm. But you need to be getting your seven to nine hours of sleep. Absolutely. You so do. this week, I want you to set an alarm. Mm-hmm. And over the next few weeks, we'll be talking about how we can do this. But set an alarm mm-hmm. when it's time to wind down. Mm-hmm. And really pace yourself from when you put your kids to bed mm-hmm. to when you start your routine to wind it down to prepare for the next morning. Yes. So we want to talk about how to improve our sleep and um, because it's a part of your wellness. Yeah. And you know, maybe we should have an episode about that where we really dig into it because um, a lot of people don't understand, even with homeschoolers, because we have the freedom and flexibility with our schedules, but that doesn't mean you need to let your kids stay up until midnight. 
Yes, I mean, some parents are like, you know, it doesn't bother me. They can just stay up until they go to bed. And I'm like, no, I don't care if you're sitting in your room, in your bed, and you are not asleep. Mm-hmm. You must be in your room. Uh-huh. In your bed. Yes. On the floor. <laughs> Under the bed for all I care. <laughs> you're going to be in your room, though. But sleep environment. Oh, absolutely has a lot to do with that absolutely um nighttime routine absolutely has a lot to do with that um how we're eating so maybe i mean this is a whole episode's and worth even the the amount of time you have between your meal and preparing the food absolutely absolutely so, so this I, might be a i think that's an episode yes yes the importance of sleep and homeschooling yes yes so guess what i just wrote that down well, you guys and so, got a new episode. Yeah, that's going to be an episode that's going to come up. We don't know when. Yes. <laughs> but, and hey, just a sidebar. If you have any suggestions on things that you would like for us to talk about, remember, you can always email us at r&bhomeschooler. That's r&bhomeschooler at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Oh, don't forget, you can always make a comment right here on the podcast. Yes. And we check those out too. So just let us know if there's something that you would like us to talk about. Um, now, I'm still reading The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. Mm-hmm. And I just really didn't fully understand how much I personally needed it. Yes. And I'm recognizing it more and more and more. And as I get further into the book, I'm about halfway through at this point. So I think by the end of March, I'll be done. But I'm also taking my time with this book because I'm really uh, wanting to absorb and glean as much as I can. And then to be able to implement that in my daily workings. Yes. That's important. Yeah, it really is, especially when you recognize that there's some things that you're truly learning. Um, it's not just about what is it? There's there's a um, last name Ronin R O N I N. It was like don't uh, learn to be educated, learn to be active or impl- or something like that. It basically means don't just run out here. You know, and just put a whole bunch of stuff in your head just so you can say you know it. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be able to utilize okay. your new knowledge. Yes. And so that's why I'm taking my time and I'm going to take the rest of the month to finish it. And then I'm going to take an opportunity to implement those things because I believe they are going to make me much more efficient with much less stress. Absolutely. So that's what I'm still reading. And so, yeah, yeah, I've been reading it. It'll be uh, two months by the time I'm finished with the book. And so, Dr. LT, we read differently because I told you I'm the one that reads multiple books right, at, at the same time. time. Yes. And so, uh, I've been reading uh, Relationship Intelligence mm-hmm. by Dr. Darius Daniels, uh-huh. which is fantastic. Uh, he's my, also my pastor. Okay. But it's just about putting people in their place. Yes. Now, it's not a disrespectful thing about putting them in their place, but what position do you have these people? Well, you said earlier, it's not about putting the people off the relationship bus. Yes. It's about maybe you asked them to come sit up front and help direct you and navigate you. And then you determine that they can't navigate. So it's not that they have to get off the bus. They just got to go back to their original seat. Yes. But I was notorious for just at one season in my life, especially in my 20s. That you were just pulling over and You was just getting over. off the bus. <laughs> Listen here. Let me swing this door open and you're getting off. This is your stop. <laughs> but, but I didn't ding the bell. Listen. 
I know you ain't had wait, no wait. warning. Yes, you did. Because this is the stop. <laughs> yes, you did. By your actions, you done the bell. <laughs> and so it's really uh, giving me a better perspective of how to treat people. Yes. And God's grace and mercy for all of us. <laughs> and so also I'm re- uh, reading Believing Bigger and that is by Daniels. I can't remember her beginning name. Um, but it's just basically about your mindset. Yeah. And so in everything and being a homeschooling mom, being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. also working, yes. you know, all of those things that you have, we have on our schedule also just knowing that we don't have to box ourselves in or God. Right. And so sometimes the God you see is the God you get. And so... Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> if you got a little God that can't do anything, uh-huh. that's who you get. But if I'm believing in the creator who is omnipresent and who can do any and all things, then sometimes my mindset has to be shifted to that. Absolutely. And so that's what I'm reading. Wonderful. Well, um, I have uh, some really wonderful family and friends. And one of my family members, a cousin of mine, uh, Barbara Shine, is an author. And she has been sending me a list of great books to share with our homeschooling community. Um, And when I started showing LaToya all of these books, LaToya was like, I got that one. Oh, I got that one too. Oh, I got that one too. I was like, well, shucks. Let's go ahead and start sharing this information. So big shout out to Barbara Shine. And um, I just want to thank her for continuing. And y'all, when I tell you, she has sent me over 30 books for us to share. So this is going to be great. And I'm sure LaToya probably has 27 of the 30. Um, So I'm going to let her talk about uh, one of the ones that she has that was on our suggested reading list. And, uh, and talk about it and all of those things because I can't wait to read it. It, yes. it looks like a really great book. So it's called When God Made You by Matthew Paul Turner and it's illustrated by David Cottrell. But it's all about the identity of your child, their purpose and place in the world, and learning to understand their traits, how they fit in, and to discover their personality. And so we're not all meant to be the same. That in this big universe, we want them to encourage them to spread their wings and fly. And so it's a phenomenal book mm-hmm. speaking about creation and their importance in society and who they are. Heck, I need to read that. Listen, <laughs> it's so affirming. <laughs> so maybe the kids going to get this read to them yeah. once again today. As, as a matter of fact, this is a great time. You know, one of the things that I want to encourage uh, for read alouds yes. is when your kids get to the place where they are able to read aloud to you Absolutely. that that you go ahead and start shifting where you read books to them that are above their reading yes. level and they read to you books that are on their reading yes. level and as they continue to grow you continue to shift that up yes. so I think this is absolutely wonderful and who's the author of this book? Matthew Paul Turner <laughs> Matthew Paul Turner well I'm really really excited to read that book so um, that is going to be I know we just keep adding so this is our recommended reading list yes. yay 
Y'all, we've got so many plans. Uh, sometimes I wish I could just tell you everything that we have planned to do. Um, but then Latoya pulls my coattail and um, we can slow down because y'all, I'll just come out with the whole list. I'm one of those. We're going to do this and we're going to do that and we're going to do that. As a matter of fact, I'm trying to get her to take a train ride with us on Amtrak. And y'all, she keeps giving me the face. And so, uh, y'all pray. <laughs> Listen here. You are praying hard in the spirit for that one. Because I am not. <laughs> in this season, I'm not taking long train rides. So, so, y'all help me convince her to take this train ride down to Miami. Because uh, we're going to have a great time with the kids. All right. We have been on here way too long. So, uh, make sure that you give us a follow. Uh, you can follow me, Dr. L.T. Latham Riley, at Our Journey of Learning, and that is over on Instagram. And on Instagram, you can follow me, Latoya, at Thriving Homeschooler. And y'all, we've got so many things coming up. We appreciate you. We thank you for our wonderful listeners. Uh, very soon, we are coming up on episode 25, and we're trying to plan something for that. So uh, be listening out for that. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you so, so very much. And we will talk to you in the next episode. <laughs>